Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Arkansas has struck again. Now down by a run to the Grambling Tigers. 7-6. to six. And um, the game is now into the bottom half of the sixth inning. So, Arkansas trying to battle back. And uh, trailed early. Have yet to lead in the game. But looking to tie it up uh, here in the bottom half of the well, no, they're saying now the end of the sixth is over with the score at 7-6. to six. So, Trey, what is up? Nothing. <laughs> Not much. <laughs> That's an open-ended question. Not much right now. Wow. Man, really? I tried to leave it as open as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got basketball tonight. You guys just talked about that. Georgia's lost their last five SEC games on the road. Um it's a must-win, as uh, Neil just said. It's a must-win game. I mean, you can't you can't drop a home game to uh, 16 and 11 team uh, at this point. So, got to take care at home, especially when you consider what's coming up the rest of the way. I mean, you got Alabama in Tuscaloosa, Tennessee in Knoxville, and then Kentucky coming home to Bud Walton Arena, and obviously they'll be fighting for their seat. So that's a, it's a tough final stretch. You need to make sure you take care of business against Georgia. Um, then you got a lot of time to to get ready for that Alabama game. And lo and behold, we may have thought that everything was over for the Kentucky Wildcats. Well, don't count them out yet. They're still clinging to life. So that is the season finale uh, for Arkansas. And uh, then on to the SEC tournament. Um, we're, what, what is going on right now with the Arkansas football program, Trey? winter workouts primarily you got some guys that are um scheduling you know visits for coming up because you got the um the the um the dead period that ends um on uh february 28th so you've got some guys that are scheduling some things um kj bolden would be the latest guy that danny had put out out of buford georgia uh, K.J. Bolden is big time. He's a five-star recruit, uh, ranked the number two prospect in the entire country on 24-7 sports. He can play safety. He's listed as an athlete. Uh, but it's going to be tough to get him. But he's visiting, and that's that's definitely – you can't get him if you can't get him to visit. So um, it's a good sign when you can get players like that on your campus. And that Danny's got it all broken down, starting March 4th uh, with Bolden coming in and a couple other players. Uh, coming in, and then uh, he's got it. I think the next maybe few week, the first few weekends in March, broken down, and then uh, another player coming in on April eighth. So starting to build out uh, uh, a list of notable visitors coming in and getting ready for spring football, and then ready for spring break, and then ready for the rest of spring football, and then the red white game, and then um, and then, and then summer, and then start. the season. Yeah. Wow, we're already there. Can you believe it? <laughs> Things chill out a little bit, yeah. I mean, 
It won't be. It won't be long at all before it's July seventeenth. And is it seventeenth? Oh I think uh, where Pittman goes yes. on SEC Media Days in Nashville for the first time. It's never been in no, Nashville. No, no, no. So. Well, let's see. February, it's March, oh, no. April. May, he is June, Wednesday the nineteenth. It won't be Wednesday long. Wednesday the nineteenth. Okay, so it starts on the seventeenth. It starts uh, on the seventeenth. Yeah, it's five months. Yeah, it'll, That's a while. Five months. It'll be here before you know it. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I know In that fact, because that's my. The summer is probably my lightest period of uh, of time, and it it goes by pretty quick for me. Trey, are you like me? I, I don't like Coach Pittman to have to share time. I mean, the way it's it's it, they don't oh, have it Nick broken Saban? out. Yeah. yeah, with Saban. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got well, Napier of Florida, like? which I'm I'm going to guess that Arkansas, Alabama is in the morning just only because of the way it's listed. And then Florida and uh, Kentucky will be in the afternoon. I don't like sharing the limelight with um, with Nick, Nick Saban. Saban. Well, the good thing about Nick Saban is, well, first of all, it's not in Alabama, so you know maybe it won't be as flooded with Alabama reporters as it normally is. But uh, the thing that, that you'd have with Nick Saban is you definitely are going to have more eyes on – the screen when uh, Alabama's day comes up. So that could be good for exposure for Arkansas. That's true. To have Pittman on the same day. So that would potentially be good. But, yeah, it's you're going to share the limelight with somebody. But it's it's better than being last. Uh, Was it last year or the year before that Arkansas was last? Last day, yeah. Even like yeah, that's the, that's the worst time wow. because yeah. mm-hmm. everybody, just about everybody starts cutting out. I would say the majority of media people start cutting out that last day or, um, you know, okay, well, I can miss these last few guys or something. And I know Arkansas made that one time. So um, this is, what, day two, day three, I guess, for Pittman? Day three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, day three. I'm going to go up there probably a little bit early. Um this year, maybe uh, 24-7 is headquartered in Nashville. So um, go check out the new studios over there. they got all kinds of new studios and stuff. So um, got some people up there. So I'll probably cut up there a little bit early. For what it's worth, Arkansas last year, last year, was on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And they were in the rotation with Florida. Then Georgia-Kentucky was in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Alabama was the day before, on the 19th. They were in the rotation with Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, I, I don't know if I, how I addressed Nashville, but my dad got on to me the other day because he said I was I, I said up when I was supposed to say down. He told me that I was always supposed to say, if you're headed east, you go back east. If you're headed west, you go out west. <laughs> and if you're headed north, you go up. If you're headed south, you go down. A lot of times you say people say, I'm going to come down to Arkansas and they're in Texas or something, you know, or in Dallas and they're going to come down to Fayetteville. But anyway, my dad let me, called me and let me know. So we're headed, compl- we're headed I got east. Is that what you're about, saying? Yeah. If going to Nashville, we're headed east. We're going east. back east. Okay. Back east. Okay. Yep. I don't want your dad to be mad at me, so I want to no, make sure I get no. it right. He issued a complaint. <laughs> He's old school. <laughs> Tyson, good afternoon. Do you have a question or comment for Trey? Yeah, I got a question for uh, Trey. Uh, 
not necessarily a Razorback question, but uh, I came across my ESPN uh, app today that uh, Brandon Miller was allegedly accused of passing a gun off to a woman that was killed. And I was just wondering uh, what his thoughts were about a punishment maybe coming down or if anything were to happen to him. I know he's a great player out of the SEC and especially for Alabama. And I was just wondering what his thoughts were on that. And uh, I'll hang up and listen. Thank you, Tyson. I mean, I don't really have any thoughts on it, I guess. I, I mean, it's not good, but I don't know enough about the story to voice an opinion. Well, I guess Nate Oates doesn't either because he says he has no control over what players do away from basketball, like hand somebody a gun so they can shoot somebody. Yeah, That's what he, that's what he did. His two former teammates or one former teammate texted or called him and said, bring me a gun. He did. And then they shot a lady and killed her. So, mm-hmm. to me, if, if Alabama tries to sleep, sweep this under the rug, that's a bad deal. Yeah, I, I, it came across a couple hours ago. I saw it, but I, I just didn't, didn't click on it. That's a sad situation, regardless. Yeah. Yep. And yep. Uh, how they handle it, I mean, they've, I, I don't know. I guess it would be the district attorney, or would it be a grand jury that would have to decide, I guess, no, whether or not Brandon Miller? Yeah, I, I don't know. Would be it held. Would be a district attorney, yeah. Responsible in some ways for, yeah. in essence, for providing the gun. Yeah, I, I'd say, again, an accessory to a murder. That, that's my little, and you know what? We have lawyers that listen to this program, because they call us sometimes and say, no, this is what the law is, so we're open to that. Maybe not while Trey Biddy's on. Let's let Trey have his time. But if somebody can give us reasonable what could be expected from this, we'd, we'd appreciate it. Guys, do we know if the changing gears for a moment, because uh, this we just got through talking about was the spring, uh, I guess it would be summer by that time, uh, the SEC football media days. But first up will be the spring meetings down in Destin. Mm-hmm. Is that when we are supposed to find out about the rotation, about whether it's going to be a nine-game schedule for 2024? What Do we know any mm-hmm. kind of time frame at all on when some of these decisions are um, – when it's going to be forthcoming with information about whether or not it's going to be Okay, it's not going to be pods. I give up on that one. But one division or two eight-team divisions, or we know it's uh, going to be. We know it's going to be either one permanent opponent, and then what seven or eight rotationals, or two uh, two permanent opponents, and then everybody else rotates. I, I think we're going to see two permanent opponents, and then rotating the other seven playing nine SEC games, I think that's pretty much anybody I've talked to or anybody that's laid out a projection has used the the two and seven model. Or not, excuse me, not two and seven. What is it? Three and – it's three three and six. Three and and six is what they're saying. That's right. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Math. (laughs) Three and six uh, is the model that I've I've seen everybody pretty much go to um, in terms of projecting. And – I think that's the one that works best. I, you know, I, I don't. I'm not sure that they necessarily have to do three 
as much as really need to do, you know, two because like I've gone through and tried to like come up with a schedule based on, you know, rivalries that have to happen. I've done one just based on proximity and what makes the most sense in terms of the three teams closest to you and all this stuff. And it's different for every team, obviously. Mississippi State's close to a lot of people, by the way. Uh, but um, I don't know why it's like one and then rotating seven or eight if they go to nine, uh, or it's three and then rotating six. Why is it not? Why is two not an option? Because most schools, from what I see, have two teams that they would feel they need to play. Not most teams, but that seems to be the max. Like, you know, Alabama is going to want to play Auburn. They're going to want to play Tennessee. You know, maybe it's maybe it has something to do with the fact that that's a pretty tough schedule for anybody to play Auburn and Tennessee, and they feel like it's only fair to give them somebody that's maybe a little softer. You know, maybe that's what it is. But I have not seen anybody say a two, you know, and six or two and seven. I think it's because the way the math works is it the three six gives you an opportunity to play everybody every other year. Mm-hmm. Two two and seven would be an awkward. You could do that, I guess, but then you'd play somebody. You'd actually end up playing somebody back to back years. If you're playing nine games, it, it, it just three and six is the reason, and I think it's mm-hmm. going to be three and six. So I know, I've seen what you all have reported. What what do you think? Who do you think Arkansas's three permanent rivals will be? Well, I think it's easy to switch around, but I think Missouri will be one just because for Missouri more than anything, not much, yes. so much that Arkansas wants it, but. Right. Um, Proximity wise, I mean, if we're talking proximity wise, Norman, Oklahoma is pretty close, you know. Uh-huh. But I don't, I don't, I don't no. think that they're going to do that just because no. there's no, no history or anything like that. So no. uh, I think Missouri and Texas, right. and then I think we're talking anybody from Ole Miss, LSU, maybe even Mississippi State. Okay, I'll predict you're right on Texas and Missouri, and I'll predict the first team you said was right. I'll bet it's Ole Miss. I'll bet those are the three rivals. I would be fine with that. Um, I don't love the Missouri, you know, no, going I up agree. to Columbia every other I year. Agree. But I, um, I think if I had my choice, it would maybe be Texas, LSU, Ole Miss. Yes, that I would be, agree. That totally might be agree. That would be a pretty tough one. but Yes, totally agree. <laughs> That, that would yeah. be a better deal. You're right. But they're going to leave because Missouri is the battle line rivalry, so you got to keep that, right? Of course, what about the other trophy games? LSU's a trophy game. You're not yeah. going to have that every year. You're not going to have Texas A&M every year. That's been a trophy game. Although I guess when they move out of Arlington, that may not be a trophy game anymore. Yeah, maybe so. Um, is this the last year for Arkansas being the home team? Yes. In Arlington? Yes. And okay, that's good. Texas A&M is the home team in 24, and then they'll be playing every other year, I guess. Yeah. It's so a, it could still be a while before you go to College Station, right? It could be 2028. 20, yeah. could be 2028. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, wouldn't that be right? uh, just about um, perfect? But, um, you know, so, I, you know, looking at next year's schedule because of the way that it sets up with the College Station game, um, you know, there's a 34-day period without Arkansas playing a game yeah. in Fayetteville yes. or yeah. in the state of they Arkansas. Played, 
First three and that's not just like the yeah. SEC is not doing Arkansas any favors. Obviously, no. they know they, the SEC knows that you know they don't want to schedule back-to-back road games. They certainly don't want to schedule back-to-back-to-back road games. How about four in a row. But they know that Arkansas is playing at Arlington as the home yeah. team. Yeah. They know yeah. that. They know that that's where that game comes up on the schedule, yeah. and they still schedule it the way they did. But 30, it's a 34-day stretch without a game in Fayetteville. Last year, there was also a 34-day stretch without a game in Fayetteville. That was also added, aided by uh, a bye week. There's no bye week with this one. <laughs> There's no bye week. Um, and it's it's the start of SEC you mean play. You start, huh? You mean an open day? Yeah, there is one open day. Right, but there's not a there's not a bye week during this 34 day stretch. Oh, oh, yeah. That's like right. contributing right. to it. It's just right. straight road games. You're right. Four because A&M's a home game, but it's at Arlington. Well, you start yet, like your first four games are away from Fayetteville in the SEC. Wow. How's that? Boy, that's brutal. Boy, yeah. good luck. That sounds like the basketball schedule. Trying to get Sam Pittman fired. Yeah. All right, Trey. We'll talk to you tomorrow. The straight video of hogsports.com being brought to you by.